listeners, welcome to a special episode of Reach Out Parents Live, where we'll help you navigate the world of social media and teenagers. My name's Leanne Hall. I'm a mother of two, psychologist, and your host for this episode. Now, there's no doubt that social media plays a big role in the lives of teenagers, and I know from first-hand experience that it can be pretty hard to keep up with. Now, as a parent, I often worry about issues such as privacy, bullying, screen time, and inappropriate content. So today, we'll be giving you the tools and knowledge that you need to help your teenager have a positive experience with social media. So today, I'll be joined by four fantastic guests. First, I'll be speaking with Ash De Silva, the CEO at ReachOut, and Mia Garlic, Head of Policy for Facebook, Australia, New Zealand, and Pacific Islands. And later, I'll speak to Shamine and Jay. Now, Shamine is a mum of two and knows that the world of social media can be pretty complex. And Jay is her 17-year-old who is all over social media and is also sitting in their HSC this year. Now, I want to acknowledge that wherever we are around the country, we're on land that belongs to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. I'm recording right now on Darug land, and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past and present. I'd also like to pay my respects to any Indigenous people who are listening today. Now, just for context, this show was originally a live stream that we did on Facebook. So you'll also hear us answering some questions that were asked in the comments of that live stream. So let's get started. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thank you. Now, Thanks, I want to thank you. There's always going to be a lag. This is this is the world that we're in, right? This is social media, and we just need to run with it. <laughs> um, I might start with you, Matt. I'd like to begin. Look, it's pretty overwhelming for parents. There's lots of platforms out there, and I know for me, no sooner do I get my head around what's going on, and there's something new. So, I'd like to start by just getting a quick rundown of all the platforms and apps that are available to young people. Thanks so much, Leanne. I might just start with the ones in the Facebook family of apps and then Ashley can speak to some of the other ones that he talks to parents about. Um, But certainly in the Facebook family of apps, obviously there's Facebook and there's Instagram. And, you know, Facebook, we do tend to see people stay connected with friends and family and catch up with sort of news and information about the things they're passionate about. For young people, we often hear that they're involved in Facebook groups. So whether it's a particular social cause or sporting activity that they're passionate about, they might be in a group uh, for that. Um, Instagram, of course, is a really visual and um, and creative platform. And for young people, obviously, they might enjoy reels, but we also hear a lot that because you can have multiple accounts, you might have one account with just your friends where you can sort of share the behind the scenes moment of your day um, and, and some ugly selfies. And then you might have one account that's a bit more public. Maybe you share it with more people. I was speaking to one young person recently who was really into horror makeup. And so her Instagram account is all dedicated to all of the different types of horror makeup um, effects that she makes um, and shares with people who also love that. It's very diverse. Um, but I'm sure there's wow. many others, Ashley. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. There's so much out there, isn't there? And I know using social media as a platform for self-expression is so important for young people. So that's um, that's great insight. Ashley, what can you contribute? Help us out. <laughs> It's true, Leanne, you touched on it at the the outset, which is to kind of say it's such a pivotal part of young people's lives in terms of the many reasons that young people engage with social platforms. And I think, you know, one of the things we hear from parents and it's entirely relatable is that it's actually really hard to keep across the different platforms. I mean, we've got things like Snapchat, TikTok, Twitch, Discord, Reddit, and there'll always be new ones coming out and new features being added. You know, these, these platforms aren't set in stone either. 
either. And in fact, we did a survey recently and heard from parents that 40% of parents uh, feel like they need more information in this space to even begin having conversations with their young people about it. And we're really hoping to, to help them with that tonight. Absolutely. And these apps and platforms, I guess they have lots of built-in features to help keep the experiences for young people positive, right? Well, certainly, I mean, you know, for us, we want people to have a positive experience on our service. You know, that's why the tens of thousands of people who work at our companies come to work is to make people sort of have a valuable and useful uh, experience on our service. And, but it's really important, you know, we do a lot in the back end in terms of building technology and staffing up teams to help us enforce our policies and, and make them safe. But we also really need to be listening to the community and particularly young people about the different types of tools that they want to try to customize and personalize their experience to make it work for them because everyone has different preferences and I think that's why it's so important for us to be partnering with reach out on this um, you know parents guide to Instagram uh, so that we can continue to keep people up to date on the many different tools um, and features that are available that are designed to promote safety um, you know one recent feature we uh, released was uh, a comment control so you might want to contribute to a, a you know political debate or a social cause but you don't want to have to deal with all of the comments that come in and get really thrashy and so now you can turn off comments for a particular post if you want to contribute but not uh, have to kind of deal with all that thrash in the comments and you can also create um, you know hidden word filters of particular words you don't want to get in your dms or particular emojis you don't want to get and these might not be things that parents think about and so again really important that we're continuing that conversation and partnering with really strong um, organizations like reach out to help get those messages out about the new tools Absolutely. And I think it's it's something that parents, I know for me, I actually had a look at the, um, that, the Reach Out Instagram and, and there were things on there that I'd never, I didn't know myself. So I use Instagram and I would like to say most parents do use Instagram. We're not that old, um, but there are features on there to keep people safe that I didn't even know about. So I think to have those resources available for parents that not only helps start the conversation with teenagers, but it informs them so that they can, you know, reduces their anxiety about, you know, what, what, what they can do and what these platforms actually offer in terms of helping keep experiences positive. So that's actually really good to know and a great resource. Thank you so much for those incredible insights. I'm sure we'll hear more. Um, what we are going to do now is, is we're going to hear from directly from young people. We actually have a mum, Shamine, um, and her teenager, Jay, who will be joining us. So we're going to be hearing straight from the, from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Young people can teach us so much. But before we do, um, we're actually going to hear from some other young people and their experiences of social media. I use social media for reading the news, keeping up with friends and funny meme content. I use social media as a way to stay in contact with the world. I use social media as a way to keep up with the news and also for some of my interest groups. I don't like that it's so addictive. It can be super overwhelming. It tends to lead me to compare myself to other people. It can create social anxiety for people. Some things that I really love about social media is being able to connect with my friends, also able to follow, say, artists that I like, cooking shows. I find that social media is a really good place to connect people who are into similar things. You have a free will to post whatever you like as long as it doesn't discriminate or hatred against people. I love social media because it allows me to stay connected with the world in unique ways. Because it gives me a platform to express myself. Um, and there's a lot of like great mental health resources on there as well that I really enjoy kind of researching and um, being able to share on there too. 
Wow. Well, look, I tell you what, it's really great hearing from young people. And I think one of the things that that shows is both the good and the bad, so to speak, but also the fact that young people are, are really starting to think about why they're using social media and what they're getting out of it. So now we're joined by Shamine and Jay. Um, welcome, guys. Now, as I said, Shamini's a mum of two and she knows firsthand um, all about navigating the world of social media and that sometimes it can be very, very complex and sometimes a bit of a challenging discussion and thing to address with with, their, with your teenager. So Jay, Jay is 17, currently doing the HSC this year, so a lot of stress on you at the moment. So thank you so much for taking time out to join us. Now, I might no actually start with you, if that's okay, Jay. What we just saw there, were there things in that in that there that resonated with you yeah of course um look i love social media but it definitely has its negative sides that i completely relate to um and i i noticed in that video that it talks on like teens being more anxious with social media and things like that and i definitely relate to that um but social media is also an amazing thing that connects me to my friends and helps me with my political organizations and things like that so yeah you know i guess it sounds to me like you're thinking about your social media use as well and paying attention to what what makes you feel good and what makes you feel not so good and and i guess learning to curate a little bit of that yourself um shameen you know what about you what 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 uh, in what we just saw then with those young people People talking about their experiences what resonates with you well I think it's um, it was a really interesting video because it highlights just how important social media is to young people um, we use social media quite a lot ourselves but for our our kids it's just their way of life really they do everything on social media and so um, you know I think we need to approach it from this point of view where we can understand that it is their way of life and so we can approach it from a place of um, understanding and not fear. I also think it's really interesting that um, a lot of those kids were aware of how addictive social media can be and how how much time they do spend on it so i think that's a really important thing that kids are self-aware because if they're self-aware then they have that intrinsic motivation to change for themselves and know what works for them and what doesn't work for them so um it was interesting to see that absolutely i think the word addiction is often used a lot with social media and teenagers and you know i think one of the things that that always gets me thinking is that it, it it's often impulsive, isn't it? And I think even as adults, you know, how often do you pick your phone up or you, you, you know, you've got a moment at work where you're sitting there having having lunch and you all of a sudden start scrolling and it's like a, a time vacuum. You all of a sudden half an hour goes by. So, so that self-awareness is important, isn't it, Jay? I mean, for you, you know, do, do you find that, that often it, it is a bit mindless that you find that you're just drawn to it and then all of a sudden it sort of zaps half an hour of your time? Yeah, most definitely. I usually will pick up the phone for a little study break um, and then I will find myself sitting there like two hours later just in a deep scroll through TikTok. Um, but I think it is that yeah. self-awareness that definitely helps me manage my time on my phone and how I'm spending that time, um, whether that be more productive or if it is just a lazy scrolling through my apps. Um, it's good to be aware about like how much actual time you were spending on it. 
Absolutely, because sometimes that's that's actually a relaxing time, isn't it? So sometimes it's a way to actually just relax. So it's certainly not a bad thing, but like you said, it's that self-awareness. So I know that related to that, I guess one of the things that certainly comes up in my house and certainly with the parents I've spoken to over the years is the issue of screen time. Um, now, this is can be quite a contentious issue, and I'm wondering from your point of view, Ashley, is this something that you see from Reach Out quite a lot? Um, and, and I guess the question is, how, how do we deal with that? How do we how do we set boundaries around screen time? We do hear this question a lot, Leanne, and it's pretty um, easy to understand why. I mean, Jay just gave a great story about how even when you are self-aware, you can find yourself using screen time, sc- screens more than you probably plan to. I think the thing that we'd say up front about this is that it, there's no hard and fast rule. And so every family does need to kind of think about how do they want to approach it in their household. Um, and it can be one of those conversations that can tip into being a bit of a shaming conversation where people can feel guilty about how much screen time they're having Um, and I think just to keep perspective while we talk about it we have acknowledged that screen time can be really legitimate in terms of relaxation staying informed and connecting with others so I think you know starting from a place of understanding that there are real benefits that people draw from being online and on screens um, but that we do want to keep an eye on what feels right and where do you set the line and the bar in your house and one of the practical tools that we give uh, or recommend families think about using is really doing a family screen audit where you quite consciously uh, as a family ideally uh, commit to thinking about how are you using your screens over the period of a week and you know so paying attention to things like how many hours and are we using these things when are we on it at the particular times of day where we where we've been on it that we might like to step back from and so at the end of a week you can kind of actually have that conversation as a family around are there any changes we want to make here uh, together uh, and then implement those and I think one thing as a parent that I'd say is the attention that young people will put on you in terms of how you're using your screen and whether or not you're doing as you said to uh, is a really important thing. So don't underestimate your ability as a parent to role model what you think looks like healthy on screen behaviour. I think that's a really good point. And I know that's something in my household, you know, certainly things like not having mobile device devices at the dinner table. So actually having a meal together and, you know, actually creating those times where no one has screens because you're right, I think as parents, it's too easy for us to pick up our devices and start scrolling as well. So very, very hard to help our teenagers navigate that if, if we're not being those positive role models. Um, yeah, note to self. Um, Shamina, Jay, I'm just wondering about what, what, what your thoughts are around what Ash said um, and, and how you guys manage the, the idea of you know screen time and if you manage that in your family. Yeah, um, well, we don't have um, as such an audit at the end of the week checking in on screen time and stuff, but um, I myself find screen time very helpful the little notification you get that it tells you your average is like 10 hours a day on a screen can be quite confronting sometimes <laughs> but it's, it's a bit of guilt that i see from that notification that helps me manage my screen time myself as well parents place a lot of restrictions on their children mainly primarily to keep them safe and to make to help them avoid mistakes but um I find that this sort of militant approach, for me at least, hasn't hasn't always worked. Um, just a good example of that is, um, you know, in the past I've set rules that the kids have to get off their screens at 8.30 on a weeknight and maybe 9 o'clock on a weekend and um, that's backfired on me quite a few times. Um, one time in particular I noticed that Jay was really sad on a Saturday morning and I approached them and I asked, you know, what's wrong and 
and they said that their their friends had posted on Instagram lots of fun photos of themselves at the beach that morning. And, you know, um, that really concerned me because Jay was a part of a new group at school at that stage, was only in year seven or eight. And I, I just sort of asked them why weren't they invited to this? And um, they said that, well, we, we plan our social events on Snapchat. They have a group chat and they I think they Snapchatted this at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. And because Jaina had to log off by nine o'clock, um, they missed out um, going on this event. So inadvertently, I, I was trying to protect Jay from extra screen time and hoping they'd get a good night's sleep and so forth. But inadvertently, I'd sort of cause them pain. So I, I think it's a very hard one to navigate this screen time. You have to find that right balance between too much screen time and, um, you know, and not enough social interaction. So I, I think that's where it's more important to have conversations with them so that they can they can monitor their own screen time and um, see what's working for them and what's, you know, what's perhaps not working. You know, I think that's great advice. You know, what you're talking about is having open communication and approaching with curiosity rather than judgment. I think that's a really important point, isn't it? And and there is that idea of FOMO. Um, you know, if you if if you tell a teenager to sort of put the phone down, then you know your whole your whole social life can completely shift within a within an hour if you're not online. So I think it's kind of understanding what that anxiety is and like you said, Shemaine, it's really good advice. Just have those open communication, um, you know, talk about it, um, try and understand, you know, what's going on. And I think I can relate to that actually with some of the parents that I've sort of seen where they'll they'll use social media as a way of, of imposing a punishment. So you're grounded. So that's it, no screen time. And when you explain to parents that, well, you're actually now just taking the one thing away from them that's actually keeping them going, you know, um, this is the, that sense of connecting with peers. So I think you're right. It's understanding how important it is for young people and most importantly it's teaching them to manage and be self-aware um, which is just so important isn't it it's such an important conversation um, by the way I, I have I haven't reminded people out there to you know give us your comments give us your questions anything you would like to ask we've got some amazing panel here of experts and if there's anything you want to know any questions you want to ask feel, feel free to put them in the comments section um, so and I guess the other question I have is, is making friends online I guess that's something we haven't covered I think it's one thing to augment your relationships with connecting online but what about making new friends online is that something that that jay you know you have experienced in your social media use or something that that you've spoken to mum about or yeah of course um i've made so many good personal friends online actually um and that's where we first met and Look, it's a great way to make friends, especially friends with similar interests that you might meet through um, groups or anything like that. Um, but obviously, as a parent, that would be concerning to find out that your kid is talking to some complete stranger that they met online. Um, but yeah, we've look, we've had conversations about it, and I think it's. Um, about all that open communication about, look, this is why I'm talking to this person. We've made this good connection and like being, I'm being safe around it. And yeah, it's, it's those conversations that help, but um, can lead to really great connections. Yeah, just picking up on that, um, again, as parents, you know, obviously where we can be really stressed out about them making friends online um, because, you know, and, you know, I often when they're younger, I spoke to them a lot about this and it was um, more to the effect of, you know, the rules with stranger danger in real life also count mm. with their life 
line. So um, we used to talk to them a lot about that when they were young. When they were young, we'd monitor quite um, quite closely sort of who their friends were, who they were interacting with and all that. But I think as they get older, we, we needed to sort of step back. And um, I, I think it was those open conversations like, taking an interest in their life, asking them, you know, what are you doing online? Um, you know, have you got any new friends? Uh, what what groups are you a part of? Um, I know that my eldest child at some, at, at one stage was feeling a bit sort of so, not making the social connections that were good for her at that stage of life. And um, then she had a big friends, friends group and they made her feel loved and accepted and they had a lot of common interests. Um, they shared political beliefs and um, a lot of activist work. My kids both do a lot of activist work with new friends online. So I think all of that was really great for them, really. Absolutely. It's one way of finding like-minded people and, and finding your tribe, isn't it? Um, I'm wondering yeah. for you, Ashley, you know, what, what are your insights and thoughts about that? Yeah, I'd agree with Shamine. I think, you know, you've just made some really great points around having to kind of make a judgment around the approach you take based on the age of your, your child. And, you know, we've talked a lot around the self-awareness that someone like Jay's even shared tonight in terms of their ability to recognize their screen usage and things. The ideal sweet spot, I think, when it comes to thinking about how to help young people be safe online is that they understand it themselves. So rather than taking a kind of compliance approach uh, to turning on every control and making sure it's completely locked down, now that might be appropriate at a certain age, but ideally the bigger opportunity is to have those conversations with young people and empower them to be involved in the choices around how they're setting their controls and, un and genuinely understanding why uh, and feeling vested and actually skilled and equipped to navigate this, um, this online world safely as well and I think the other point I'd add Leanne is that you know we we tend to kind of make such delineations between online and offline but for many young people it's just their life and they spend they move effortlessly between these domains and you know parents are regularly engaged in understanding in the offline part of someone's life what are your friends like who are you chatting with you know how are those conversations going are there any issues in your life similarly those kinds of questions as Shamine was saying can be asked around the the online um, time that they're spending online and so a critical part of that is just really focusing on the quality of your relationship during the teenage years and making sure you know there's the empowerment when you can give it and the trust uh, and open door with young people as well. Great advice. Thank you, Ashley. And I think sometimes, you know, we pick up things in the media and I think as parents, you tune in when you hear of someone talking about a bad experience or, you know, you know, young people that are sort of groomed online. And I think that's a huge concern for parents, particularly for, for younger teenagers. But I think it is important to keep that perspective um, and to kind of keep those conversations happening. I've got an 11 year old who talks to people on Xbox. I don't know what he does, you know, well, I do, but I don't. <laughs> and I hear him talking to people and sometimes I'll say, who's that? Who's that? And where are they from? And and rather than kind of coming down and being quite punitive, I think, you know, that's right. It is about having those conversations. So, um, look, I think I think this is an evolving, ongoing thing, isn't it? And I think as parents, it's it's the onus is on us, I think, to try and, you know, really kind of understand and get on board with this. Um, it's very easy to feel overwhelmed and throw our hands in the air and say, oh, it's just all too hard. But the problem is when we do that, our anxiety as parents goes up and we start wondering what's what's going on. So some great insights there, guys. Um, is there anything else, Shamine or Jay, is there anything else that you would like to add before we finish up? Any other comments, anything that stands out or that we haven't covered? 
Yeah, I, I think um, around safety online, um, yeah. I used to, that was sort of a big stress of mine when when both my kids were younger. Um, you know, it's it's just in our nature to straight away think of the worst and think, you know, like you think, oh, there's predators out there and, you know, they're posing as teenage kids and all that. So um, I think, again, it was just when they're younger, I do feel like they need a little bit of hand-holding. So I, I do feel like parents could perhaps, um, first of all, I think it's important that parents get on these platforms themselves so that they know all the security settings and they know how, you know, how to operate each platform. Um, and when they're younger, certainly talk to them more about um, safety and privacy, having having good privacy settings and all that. Um, I know my kids, they're, you know, I have one adult child and Jane is nearly an adult. So with them, they're certainly aware of all the uh, evolving security settings, like on Instagram, for instance. Um, so, you know, they've got it under control at the moment, but I do check in quite a little bit. Um, but to be really honest with you, haven't been checking in on a lot lately because with COVID at the moment, I just feel like that they really need their online platforms. And I also, we've got quite a lot of trust in each other. So I do, I've noticed that my kids do come to me with their problems. If they're experiencing any sort of bullying online or anything like that, they, they do come to me. They feel comfortable about it. So, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that trust is built upon those conversations and having such an open, you know, space to be able to talk about whatever stuff you're experiencing online with your parents um, really helps my, me, myself, to be motivated to check in on privacy and safety online. Now, we have a comment actually from Sonia saying that, uh, yes, true, healthy role modelling, even outside of the dinner table, we need to be present. Wow, isn't that true? It's not just a dinner table, isn't it? It is about being present and actually looking at each other and having those conversations. And we also have a comment from Janine saying, my 12-year-old likes to pull me up on excessive social media use. Yes, so does mine. <laughs> um, I think as parents, we're often in that boat. Um, and it is a very good reminder. As I said to you all at the beginning, you know, young people often teach us so much. So rather than get defensive, I think it is important to cop that one on the chin. Um, we also have a couple of questions and, and I'd like to ask Ash, um, what do I do if my teen is being bullied on social media? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's actually one that unfortunately a lot of parents will relate to um, because obviously cyberbullying is uh, one of the downsides of platforms like this. Um, and we know that the prevalence does impact people. Uh, one of the things about bullying in general, um, whether it's online or offline, is to really kind of work as a parent. And it can be hard because of the emotion that's involved, but try to manage your emotions um, and work through this issue in a calm way again this is something that your teenager will be really kind of reading your cues from and your ability to kind of sit in what might be a, a confronting or very uh, difficult position and just work with it through that through, through it with them uh, is really critical and and I emphasize with them because again this is one of those yeah. things where the, the power and balance in an experience like this is really awful and as much as you can 
making decisions uh, that your teenager is on board with will be a really helpful thing. Um, but I'd just quickly also mention, you know, that there is uh, there are some great resources around support uh, in terms of the, the steps you can take through the eSafety Commission um, office, and they've got resources around reporting uh, cyberbullying and other and other examples of things like that. So I'd also encourage people mm. to check that out too. Absolutely. It's a great resource. In fact, I'd like to bring Mia back in if she's still sort of hanging around the background there. Um, Mia, tools for reporting around this. Can you shed some light on that for us and help us out? Yeah, thanks, Leanne. Thanks, Ashley. And certainly the reach out research demonstrates and all the feedback we get from parents demonstrates this really is such an important issue for parents as they're trying to support their young people um, online. And, you know, bullying and harassment is a violation of our policies and so people can report it to us um, and we'll uh, work to remove that as fast as we can. But this is another part. I mean, bullying can often be very context specific. And so just removing um, a particular piece of content, you know, that can lead to more sort of drama and, and, and conflict. And so that's why we built so many different tools to really help people manage the particular situation that's relevant for them. So a great example of that is the restrict tool. So if someone posts, uh, you, if there's someone who you're not having a good relationship with right now, you, um, you can put them sort of in a restrict bubble, if you will, so that if they post comments uh, on your um, posts, you won't um, necessarily see them. They won't see when you're online. And so that way you can sort of, they won't know that you're sort of not engaging with them and, and not seeing their stuff, um, but you can sort of protect yourself so that you don't have to sort of be uh, exposed to it when you don't want it to be. So there's a whole range of tools um, and it's really great that we've got people like Reach Out to really help guide the conversations through all of these different nuances and really support parents and young people have a positive experience online. Absolutely. I have learned so much. It's not funny. And I think part of it too, like you mentioned, Mia, is, is young people often feel like they don't want to speak up because it just means that they're going to be targeted or they're going to be made fun of. Or So actually having those those useful tools so that young people can actually speak up and, and no one will know, you know, that, that anonymity around that I think is really important. Um, and to know they're not in trouble, right? Like I guess if you've got a young person that's being bullied and having a hard time online, um, you know, it's important for them to not feel they're going to be in trouble if they come and speak up. So, yeah, I think being open about that and, and encouraging those conversations is important. That's really useful advice. And like I said, I've, I've learnt tons. I think the first thing I'm going to do when I get off this is get on Instagram and work out how to block all that stuff because it's really, really valuable stuff. Um, so I guess one last thing on just on staying up to date and, and I guess Shamine and Jay, if it's okay, I'd like to kind of bring you guys back in just for another another couple of quick questions on um, for you, Shamine, you know, how, do, how as a parent, because I'm sitting here in my head thinking of all of these platforms and, you know, how do you keep up to date with social media? Well, a couple of things. Um, I'm actually friends with my kids, so mm -hmm. I'm really happy about that. They've never actually said they don't want to be my friends on social media. So I'm friends uh, with them on social media. And I think I like to engage in the fun side of it. So instead of um, just constantly looking at you know, the negatives of social media and, and being worried about everything that could happen. I like to um, share with them the fun on social media. So we, we take a lot of selfies and we, you know, we do a lot of, um, uh, Jay and I learned to TikTok dance the other day together <laughs> and yeah, and just stuff like that. So um, I feel like having the platforms yourself really helps. Um, yeah. But so you engaging with your children and finding out, you know, asking them qu questions like, 
what do they find fun on social media? And then having a go yourself can can create that rapport with your with your kids and um, just it you know it's a it's a good way to keep you interested, keep them engaged, and make sure they're using it for positive reasons or empowering them to to use it for positive reasons. Um, yeah, so have, yeah. I have all yeah. the. And I ask the kids to teach me how to use them all the time. So, yeah, I think I think you've just hit the nail on the head too. It's, it's having the platforms yourself, and I think that's the thing that frightens a lot of parents off. They'll they'll decide that it's too hard, and so they they, they won't engage with it. I think by actually engaging with it, and it does mean that sometimes we've got to get out of our own comfort zones as parents. But when you ask your teenager for their advice, you're really you're really kind of validating the fact that this is their world and this is the space that they're actually comfortable in. So it's really empowering for for a teenager to have mum come to them for advice and ask them, can you teach me something? Um, I think that in itself can open up some amazing conversations and, and really kind of build that trust and rapport. So that's some um, really good advice. I haven't got on TikTok though. I think I probably should, right? I think I should give TikTok a go. Yeah, trouble is there's no way my kids will do it with me. I've asked them time and time again, will you do a TikTok with me? And they roll their eyes. So I don't really want to do it on my own, but um, maybe I just need to get amongst it and just, you know, just get into it. So thanks for joining us today for this very special episode about social media and teenagers. Now, I don't know about you, but I have learned so much from our wonderful guests. So if you found this discussion useful, we'd love it if you could share the podcast with another parent, subscribe and leave a comment or rating. If you want to continue the conversation with other parents, you can head to the Reach Out Parents Forum, which you can check out at forums.parents.au.reachout.com. Reach Out and Instagram have also launched a parent's guide to Instagram, which you can check out at reachout.com forward slash parents guide to Insta. So thank you again for listening and be sure to check out reachout.com forward slash parents to find more resources to support you.